Okay, welcome everybody to the Nick Macaron podcast, the home for empowering artists to live a life and not just a career. Now, each episode, for those of you listening for the first time, what we try to do is, is focus on the more, I would say, holistic approaches to creating meaningful work for actors and artists and entrepreneurs and anyone who's just really trying to go from thought to action, trying to create. And I am super, super excited about the show today. My, my guest today has been creating art since he was three years old. Uh, in fact, one of his drawings was exhibited on a nationwide tour at the age of 12, and he earned an art scholarship uh, to the University of Arizona focusing on oil painting, and he graduated in 2004 with magnum cum laude, which is super impressive. Um, and he began selling his oil paintings while still in college, which I'd like to talk to him about, exhibiting his work in, um, in Scottsdale, Arizona, New York City, and his work can be found in several public and private collections throughout the country. So right now he's working full-time as an artist while traveling, which I think is kind of the ultimate dream, and he's doing that uh, with his wife and his two sons, and he's shipping his artwork throughout the world. So, Derek Alvarez, thank you so much for doing this, man. I so appreciate it. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me on. I'm yeah, excited. absolutely. So, I got to I got to ask you. You started creating art when you were three. It's, it's, it sounds yes. like it sounds like art found you. Can Can you talk a little bit about where you grew up and and did you come from a home that encouraged uh, creative expression? No, I didn't. I didn't really come from a home that encouraged that. Um, I, I lived with a single mother until I was about six, and um, you know she was busy working a lot. So I would say um, when I started creating art, I was spending time at my great grandparents' house, and uh, they were really into Disney. So that was my first inspiration, you know, drawing Disney characters. Do you, do you remember which Disney characters you started off with? Because I, I went through a I went through an Uncle Scrooge phase. Remember DuckTales? So I remember... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have it. I was then. really into the ducks. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So what do you think? Yeah, of- Donald Duck, you know, Scrooge McDuck, all those things. I mean, because Mickey Mouse, he's like the... He's front and center for the company, so he has to be like a good guy. You know, he started off kind of... Um, a little bit more rowdy and he could, you know, get away with more things. But as the company grew, Donald Duck was the, took over that role, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always kind of like, like Donald Duck. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you think it was about painting in particular? I know I, I've been to your site and for anyone who hasn't been there, go to check out DerekAlvarez.com. A lot of wonderful stuff there. I know Derek, you use a lot of cartoon and mascot imagery in your work. Um, what do you think it was about painting in particular that, that captivated you as opposed to like picking up a pen and being a writer or picking up a microphone and singing? What was it about painting and a, and, and a canvas that, that really spoke to you, do you think? Um, you know, I, I think it's just, um, the, the physical act of doing it, making marks has always appealed to me. Um, I think, you know, having... And this is true for other things, too, but just having something to uh, look at by the time you're through to be like, you know, I did this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's always appealed to me. Uh, The challenge of using color and uh, texture and varying lines and things like that. I mean, you know, especially when you get into painting, you got to bring drawing and uh, a knowledge of color to the table, 
And uh, I just always have liked that challenge. I mean, even now, like, I always feel like I'm constantly improving. You know, I, I have breakthroughs. Like, wow, you know, I, I, I never was able to, like, achieve this before, but now I can. Mm-hmm. 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 That's awesome. I love that. Just through trial and error, it sounds like. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experience as a student at the University of Arizona? Did you have a mentor at that school that, that influenced your work? Um, what, what was your time there like as an artist? Yeah, I did. Um, I, I actually, I went to, uh, out of high school, I didn't really have a plan out of high school. So uh, I've always, I was always into art, but I didn't really, you know, think, oh, I could make money doing art. So I didn't really have a plan. I mean, honestly, I could have ended up being a criminal in a mafia for all I, I mean, I literally, I, I look back and I'm like, how did I not even have any idea what I was going to do out of high school? I mean, it's kind of sad, actually. But uh, my mom told me, you know, you need to you need to do something. So she, she made me go to community college. And uh, I went to community college, and I t- one of the, the first semester I took an art course there. And I was like, yeah, you know, this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did painting. I hadn't really done painting to that point. Like I said, I, did, I didn't grow up with an artistic background. So mostly what I did was drawings. You know, if I used color, it was uh, colored pencils or crayons or things like that. So I started painting, and I, and I did so well, and I, I was so into it, and I got all A's, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I got a scholarship to the University of Arizona after that. Wow. For art. And... Uh, it was there. I still didn't know exactly because you have a focus in uh, in art. What do you you know? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna do graphic design? Are you gonna do um, painting? Are you gonna do sculpture? Whatever. So I I got to do a tour, and uh, this one teacher just really stood out to me, uh, Alfred Kiros. He was he was just a character, and he just had a passion for what he was doing, and and uh, he became my mentor, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, because of him, I decided to, to go down the path of painting. I love it. I love it. And what was the most important takeaway you took from, from that professor? Um, was it, it sounds like he influenced you a great deal with, with the way he approached the work, with the passion and enthusiasm. It sounds like that was really infectious and that, that inspired you. But was there something, like, specifically that he said to you? Um, I mean, how – I'm curious what lessons he imparted on you that were so – that stick with you today. Because I, I think it's so important to have a mentor – so I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I would say um, the lessons I, I got from him is he he was uh, there. There were teachers who kind of focused more on kind of the concept, and then there was teachers who wanted you to know like fundamentals, like being able to actually you know depict something. And I think he was a combination of both. And uh, he was definitely very, uh, his art is very politically motivated. Mm-hmm. And uh, that definitely influenced me, um, especially while I was going there and, and even for a little while after. Um, I mean, you know, more recently I've kind of gotten out of the political stuff just because I think uh, <laughs> it's just used to divide people so much in the the U.S. now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of my reason for it. 
Sure. Um, but yeah, I would I would say that would be his uh, his main contributions was he he focused on both. Like, what's the concept? What are you trying to say? And also, how are you going to say it? What are you going to do to say it? I got it. I got it. And how has that influenced you? Because it it sounds like when you started off as an artist, it was just an outlet for you. It was a creative outlet, something you figured out that you were just you know naturally talented at. As you've gotten older, um, has the work now become about what do I want to say with this, or is it just still you just having fun, or is it a little bit of both? Are you, or does that make sense? Are are you trying to say something with your art? Yeah, I I think uh, what I what I try to say more now is like, and this is something that you know I've been married for ten years, and my wife has always told me I have walls up and all this kind of stuff. So the the main thing I'm trying to do is express myself, try to like convey uh, my emotions, convey my feelings. Um, so you know, like, and that that depends on what the subject matter is. So, uh, like, if I do a landscape or something, like, there's something about that landscape when I was in that moment that it's just like I have to capture this, you know, and I have to express mm-hmm. this. And uh, and I think that's kind of that's the overarching theme in my work is just uh, trying to express the emotion of what I was feeling mm. with that subject. Mm. I love it. I love it. Um, Derek, I'm wondering, do you think someone can be taught how to be a great artist or do you think it's something that's just sort of innate? Well, I think uh, it kind of depends on, you know, what you consider a great artist because I think, the technical aspect is definitely teachable. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're looking at uh, a vase of flowers, you could teach how to make it look like that. You know, all the techniques, and it, and it really takes practice. And if you, if you, you know, you got to have the passion to put that much practice into it. But I definitely think it could be taught because there are there's techniques. I mean, for everything, for perspective and how do you draw hands and all this kind of stuff. So, but then, you know, if, if you think, you know, a great artist, I think combines two, and that's going back to my mentor, like both things, like how are you depicting it? What, you know, how are you conveying this and what are you conveying? Then I think, it, you know, it takes both. You have to be able to be uh, open. Uh, you have to be able to um, share your thoughts, share your feelings I love it. To be vulnerable, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, yes. I once, I once spoke with, uh, you, you just reminded me of something that a, a playwright that I really admired once said, and he said, uh, the times that I find it the most difficult to write about something are the times that I usually write my best stuff. So uh, just that ability to be really honest with himself. So it sounds like it's the same as, as an artist uh, like yourself. Um, I wanted to talk about something that you've done, which is really amazing. Uh, which is you've, you've been able to make a living as an artist. And I know there's a lot of people listening now that are just really, you know, that's, that's like the holy grail, man. You know, that's what they want to do. Can, can you talk a little bit about the marriage between, you know, your artwork and, you know, revenue? Just because I think a lot of artists in particular are not always the most, you know, well-versed when it comes to business. Um, and uh, they just want to focus on the artistry, but you've been able to combine the two where you can produce great art and, and, and sell it. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and what that, what that journey's been like for you? 
I think the number one thing that holds a lot of artists back is, uh, first of all, this word sellout. Mm. And this, this word was thrown around a lot when I was going to college. You know, um, I, when, I, when I got to the University of Arizona, I was very clear, like, I can make a living doing this. And I would uh, talk with my fellow students, you know, and, and they, would, they were pretty much, I would say the majority were kind of convinced that they were going to have a different job by the time they graduated, which is kind of crazy to me because, you know, you're spending money to go to college. So, <laughs> you, I mean, why would, you, why would you spend money on something you already feel like you're going to fail at? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean... And if they weren't saying that, they were saying, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sell out. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I think that's the number one thing that holds most artists back, first and foremost. Uh, you know, second thing is the confidence. You, you got to put yourself out there. Uh, you got to get used to rejection. You got to get used to a lot of no's. Um, and I think that holds a lot of artists back. You know, are they going to put themselves out there enough? to um, ask for the sale, to, you know, ask this gallery to show their work. You know, uh, those are the two things I think right off the bat most artists struggle with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then then when you, you know, if you could get past those things, then you do. You got to treat it like a business. You got to look at um, how much time you put into things, you know, how what your materials are, all that kind of stuff, because a lot of artists don't charge enough. You know, you could walk into almost any cafe and you could see, you know, art up on the wall. And sometimes it's kind of unbelievable how little artists charge for what they have up there, Mm -hmm. you know, and and they're probably even giving a percentage to the cafe owner. Yeah. Yeah. So, and why do you think they do that, Derek? Do you think it's because they don't believe in that they could get what they ask for? Um, why do you think uh, I, do, so I do think it's that yeah. you know and I think it's uh, it's just kind of this mindset like uh, I, I just want to at least get a sale you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean if you if you put everything into it I mean first of all you can go logically what you actually put into it like your your time materials you could you could quantify all that, and then harder to quantify is what you actually put into it from yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes it's like you feel like you created a baby. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and I think you know that's it's hard to to put your your baby out there, and maybe somebody talks bad about it and all that kind of stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's worth so much more than most artists are asking, you know. And I and I actually think it's a turnoff when you charge too little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like somebody may like it, see it across from across the room, and then they go up and they're like, "Oh, hmm." You know, I mean, they may not even consciously think about what they're thinking, but subconsciously they're thinking oh it's actually not as good as i thought it was yeah 
Yeah, it's kind of like when you drive by a place and you say uh, you see like a two dollar Chinese buffet, and you're like, mm, I don't know if I want to pay two bucks for that. <laughs> you know, jack yeah. jack up the price a little bit and just give me a little more comfort. So it sounds like the secret to your success has just been like taking ownership and just claiming the value of your work and not being afraid to ask, not being afraid to hear no, which is a huge part of the message that I'm trying to convey, which is, um, you know, failure is just feedback. Um, and if you can reframe it as a deferred success and you can move on to the next one, you become really resilient. You don't take it personally, which is great. And I, and I think that I love what you just said about, you know, if you think it's worth something, then ask for it. You have to ask for it. Um, you don't get what you don't ask yeah. for. So I love that. That is so awesome and so, so important. Um, and I would imagine, did it take you some time to, to kind of cultivate that sense of boldness or did you just always have that? Because you said, you know, you walked into the university of Arizona as basically a kid and you're like, yo, I'm going to make a living off of this. Was that something you just, was that confidence just always there or did you have to, did that have to build over time? Oh man, I think it was like at that point, probably just being naive, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've, I've had like uh, a bit of a, a roller coaster since that point, um, but you know, then it, it just gets to the point where you put yourself out there so much that it just becomes, you know, second nature. It, it doesn't even affect you anymore because mm-hmm. I used to be affected. Um, <laughs> it's like when you when you see an old man you know, walking down the sidewalk and he's just cutting loose, you know, and he don't, he don't care. It gets to that point. (laughs) I cannot wait for that day, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just going to the supermarket. I haven't reached that level myself. Yeah. In that situation. (laughs) Just going to, just going to to Trader Joe's in your underwear. Yeah, totally. That's uh, a day will come. Maybe not that extreme. Yes. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. You just get used to, to putting yourself out there. I love it. And it becomes, it's like working a muscle, right? You just, uh, you just build that vulnerability muscle. Um, that is so good. Yeah. I wanted to talk about. You do get some, inter- I get some interesting feedback too. I mean, I get like, you know, the best thing you could call it is probably haters. And, uh, you know, like I'll get people that, tell me F off, you know, like send me an email, take the time out of their day to do that and things like that. I mean, but when I, when I get those, I'm just thinking, okay, I'm putting myself out there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, then you have peace of mind and you made the effort. Um, I want to talk about something else, Derek, that I know is really important to you. It's also super important to me, which is traveling. And um, yes. can you talk about why seeing the why you think seeing the world is so important, and how has it influenced your work? Yes, so I would say that um, my my adopted my the the man who adopted me. He's a Mexican American. He was born in Los Angeles. So I mean, but his family's from Mexico. And uh, we would go visit uh, Nogales. Is, he has a bunch of family down there in uh, both sides of the border. And we would go down to Mexico when I was a kid, and that was kind of the initial seed, like, huh, these people do things different. Because I know there's a lot of um, opinions on Mexico 
Uh, and I think a lot of people who have negative opinions on Mexico have actually never been there or maybe only been to a border town. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I would go down there and I would think, wow, it's kind of amazing how much fun they're having, uh, how important family is to them. Uh, you know, they, they have less, but they're happier. And uh, that stuff made an impression on me when I was uh, a little kid. And, you know, I always just thought, wow, you know, Mexico is pretty cool. And uh, when I met my wife, uh, she was already, she had been a bunch of places. And, uh, you know, she, she had been to Albania. And, like, she had just left Albania, I think, when I met her. Wow. And uh, she had been to Kenya, and she'd been to Burma, and she'd been to some kind of off-the-beaten-path places. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was just kind of like, ah, you know, I, I get why you would go to those places. I understand it. And uh, that was probably our first connection. And, uh, you know, so we shared that passion, and kind of everything we've done as a married couple has been building up to uh, how can we, you know, free ourselves so that we're not tied down to a certain place so that we can go travel and experience these different places. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's where we're at now. We've been, uh, I bet it's been about a year and a half that we've been, uh, the last year and a half we've been traveling. We haven't even been in the U S except for we left Mexico city. We had to go stop in Orlando before we hit London. And that was like the last time, the only time we've hit us soil since we've been traveling the last year and a half. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Wow. I love it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that want to do the same thing, but that, uh, they don't know where to get started or they think it's impossible, but here you are an artist here. You are with a family and you're doing it. Which I think is incredible. I love that. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I definitely feel uh, grateful for it. Uh, I mean, I really do every single day. Uh, I think because the other thing is like, uh, I feel like the U.S. can be a bit of a pressure cooker, mm. and it's kind of crazy how much I can relax being outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I mean, it is. Like, I, I feel thankful for it because we we have a good lifestyle. We have a we have a three year old and a two year old. One, you know, they're almost four and three, so they're closer to four and three. But um, it's just nice to be able to spend a lot of time with them and be able to um, just kind of live in this kind of slower paced environment. Um, People tend to value family a lot more, the places we've been, like in Mexico, in Albania, in Greece. Um, they, you know, they're excited to see your kids. Like, if you go to a restaurant, they're, they're like, oh, my God, bring them in. They're pinching their cheeks, and they're just, like, telling you how cute they are and stuff. And, um, you know, that's something that I haven't experienced too much in the United States. Like, <laughs> you know, you bring your kid to a restaurant, you get some death stares. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's it's just been nice. Yeah, it's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice environment to raise a family. Yeah, I love that. And so, 
how, what would you say to the artists out there or the creators, the entrepreneurs that are just kind of burning the candle at both ends, that are grinding all day and have lost sight of the bigger picture? I mean, how, why do you think it's so important to, to live a life and not just a career? Oh, my God. It, I mean, it's incredibly important because, you know, like, especially since I've had kids, I have a different perspective. I, I look at my kids and I'm like, nothing's more important than these kids. You know, I mean, like, to put uh, a career ahead of my kids, I just couldn't even imagine doing mm-hmm. it. Um, so I, I think, like, yeah, I've been there. I've been, uh, you know, we we spent some time in San Diego. We lived a uh, gas lamp. Uh, we lived there about a year. We were all excited, and it's, you know, it's a cool place. I don't know if you've been to San Diego, but Many times, yeah, especially that place. area, gas lamp, all that. We, you know, we were enjoying it and stuff, but after a while, it got kind of like, man, this is kind of crazy because I was working you know, 12 hours a day, six days a week. And, uh, this was just to, you know, pretty much pay the bills. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, it was kind of rough. I've, I've been there. I've, I've put in the hours. I know what it's like to live in the U S I know what it's like to have a job in the U S you know, it's, you, you work your ass off. Uh, if you have a job with benefits, if you have a job where they give you vacation time, if you ask for that vacation time, they're going to give you a hard time about it. Um, so, you know, I, it was hard for me to imagine changing that situation when I was there. But I also, you know, I put a lot of a lot into my self development. I, I uh, bought courses. Uh, you know, and not, not just on art, on just internet marketing, you know, like how to, how to sell things online. Um, because if you can figure out how to sell things online, you can figure out how to sell art online. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And, and just reading, you know, any kind of inspiration I could get, uh, like when, when we we're talking about failure, uh, you know, reading about Thomas Edison and how many times he failed to make that light bulb, you know, and just all these, all these things that I could just take as inspiration. I just, I just took them and I held on to them and, uh, you know, they gave me hope that I could change things. So, yeah, I don't know. Did I get off top? Oh, no, that was lovely. I was just, man, I was just listening. I, I was really amazed by that. I, I think that's so important and so poignant. Yeah. Um, no, I love it. I mean, that's the whole mission. That's my whole mission, really, is to impart the importance of, of uh, you know, because I was that actor that showed up at the theater at 5.30 in the morning and had to out-hustle all my, uh, my classmates and, you know, who chose solitude over community and competition over camaraderie, and I just got burnt out. And I was... Um, you know, I, I had a lot of good things happen in my career, but I was spiritually bankrupt. You know, my relationships were, were falling apart. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I started traveling the world and, and volunteering in my community and being of service to others and, you know, uh, reading widely and learning about different programs like yourself that I realized um, you can work really hard and, and, and be, you know, passionate about what you do. But it's also really, really important 
to be passionate about your life and to have uh, new experiences and to go off and see the world and do different things. And, and you um, embody that mission just by your life alone, a hundred percent. So really, really inspiring stuff. So I so appreciate you saying all those wonderful things. Um, Derek, what would you say to anyone who's listening? And it's like, man, Derek has the life. Uh, he does what he loves. He gets paid for it. He gets to see the world and they want to do what you do, but they have no idea where to get started. What would you say to that person? Where to get started? Well, I, I think you have to think about, like, you have to have the end goal in mind first. So, you know, my my end goal has been to be able to free myself up so I'm not tied to a location. So everything I did as far as art, I was thinking about, okay, well, how can I do this how could I free myself up if I'm doing art, you know? And uh, so everything kind of like the puzzle pieces start coming together. Like, what do I need to do to make this happen? And that's how I ended up. Uh, I actually do my art on the iPad now. Mm. So I used to do oil paintings, but we actually, the first time we, we uh, went to Albania, that was uh, 2012. And we stayed for like nine months and I brought all my oil paintings, all my supplies, everything. And it was a huge pain to try to figure out all the logistics of, you know, how am I going to get more supplies and how am I going to ship it? And, you know, how much does the shipping cost and all this other kind of stuff. And that was the first kind of like, oh, I can't do it the way I've been doing it. Um, so I think, yeah, like, what, have your end goal in mind. And then you just start trying to get all the resources because I thought, okay, I need to get online. And I need to figure out how I can uh, sell my art in, online and how I can make it so I could ship it from anywhere I'm at. And how I don't have to lug all these supplies everywhere I go. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I came to where I'm at now. I, I created on the iPad. I print them as lim limited editions. Uh, I have a company that works with me that they can ship pretty much anywhere. So if I give them like the, the large file that I used and I sign it and number it, they can print it out the way I want it and ship it out wherever I want it to be shipped. And, uh, you know, the way I came to that conclusion is just like, what's the end goal? What, what, what do I really want? I love it. So you basically just ask yourself, what do I want? And now how do I get it? Right? Super simple questions, but I guess hard to execute, but you put the work in man and, uh, and you, you're living it. That's, that's so amazing. Um, Derek, my, oh, yeah. I mean, there's been so much trial and error and there's been, um, you know, like I said, I, I've, I've bought a lot of courses. I've done a lot of, you know, anything I could. I, I went to seminars, all kinds of stuff. I've done so many things. And I've tried to pull something out of all all those things to to help me, you know, get to where I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, I love it, um, Derek. My last question for you is: What is your definition of success? definition of success I think it's just you know I think it's living life on your terms being happy um, you know
know, you're content with how you're living. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people think, well, you know, if I can make a million dollars, I'm successful. But there's people who make millions of dollars that hate their lives. So, yeah, that's for me, it's just living life on your terms. You're happy, you're content, and that's success. I love it. I think that's a great note to end on. Um, Derek, I cannot thank you enough for your time and offering such uh, wonderful value. I learned a ton listening to you. Um, so where can people find you? Is it, is, what's, what's the best place to, to catch you and, and see, your, see your work and see what you've been up to? Um, yeah, my website, you could, you could get, reach me on, you know, get my Instagram link or any of that kind of stuff on my website, which is DerekAlvarezArt.com. D-E-R-E-K-A-L-V as in Victor, A-R-E-Z. Awesome. Art.com. Love it. Love it. Well, that is it for now. Uh, as always, you guys can find me at nickmacaron.com, M-A-C-C-A-R-O-N-E, for my daily blog, recent articles, free webinars, ebook, and, of course, my book, uh, To the Perspective Artist, Lessons from an Unknown Actor. Uh, in the meantime, thank you all, as always, so much for listening. Much love to you all. Talk soon. Oh, you, you know exactly what.